Good afternoon, Patriots, and today is Tuesday, December 27th in the year 2022, and we are in the... uh, direction of watching the world unravel, which is kind of exciting times. You want to get yourself comfy and tucked in with God because it's going to get crazy in the coming months. Before we begin, make sure you're doing everything you can to keep your home defense plan up and to get to that point. One of the best things out there is iTarget Pro. You know how passionate I am about our Constitution and especially the Second Amendment, but just as passionate about being responsible and protecting my family. I discovered the perfect way to train with your firearm in the comfort of your own home and continue to improve your skills. It's called iTarget Pro, and this system is a game changer for me. All I did was download iTarget's proprietary app, load the laser bullet into my firearm, and start training. The system develops muscle memory, reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger control, and much more. Right now, save 10% plus get free shipping with the offer code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, when you go to itargetpro.com. With the cost of ammo through the roof, this is the perfect solution for you. That's the letter itargetpro.com, itargetpro.com. The offer code is BARDS, B-A-R-D-S. This is something you definitely need. Oh, yeah. I made a great Christmas gift for my dad, too. And I got myself one as well. Excellent product. You want to try that. It's good, especially in this day and age with all the crazies. If you weren't paying attention to what's going on up in Buffalo, there's a big one. They're out there in Buffalo having climate problems. And, of course, while people are freezing to death, you're getting looting off the rails up there. But don't worry. The governor has announced us announced that it's a demonstration of climate change. That's what we're having here. Don't worry about the fact that Buffalo's always been a cold city. And it just kind of shows the state of where we are right now. There's so many people that are putting stuff on social media. There's one woman, her videos made a lot of rounds about how she found a homeless guy outside, plastic bags on his hands. He had frostbite all over. She drug him in, tried to save him. She couldn't get anybody to come to her house to respond to help. She was actually pleading on social media for people to help her because she was didn't want the guy to die. These are good efforts. But the thing that we've heard, if you're noticing what's going on in Buffalo, there's no community left. Nobody's working together. And I'm saying this firsthand from a guy that lived in cold, cold environments, okay? And it's stunning to me because nobody's really looking out for one another. It's all fend for yourself. And the other part of it is, is it's the retardation of these people up here that aren't prepared for winter. I've lived in the hot climates and the hurricane zones of the south. I've lived in the cold extreme of the north. I lived way up north in Minnesota. Last, the two years I lived up there, the last winter I was there, it was minus 40 for a full week, and that's normal. And going snowmobiling out, out there in that country at minus 20, minus 30 is normal. You know what they told, you know what they told everybody at work? where I worked up there at a company up, way up in northern Minnesota on the day it was the week it was minus 40 below, don't be late. That's what they said. And so the, this whole garbage that people are doing right now of freaking out over this Arctic blast, yes, it happens. But we were recalling a story when we went up to visit my grandparents when I was young. My dad walked into the store. It was 32 degrees. By the time we got to our destination, which was about 60 miles out of Billings, it was minus 32. That's in a span of about two hours. That's an Arctic blast. It happens. It's not out of the ordinary. It's not climate change. It's normal. It's part of living on Earth. 
So for all of you out here that I'm sorry that there's loss of life and I'm sorry that some people froze to death in their cars, but I just want to ask a simple question. Since when do you live in a cold environment without preparation and emergency supplies in your vehicle? Or do you really think those people really think that the cell phone is going to save them? Because believe it or not, a cell phone does not keep you warm. A cell phone does not feed you. A cell phone doesn't do much for you at all. And in fact, when the power goes out, you're lost. And this is, if you're looking at this, this is a demonstration of America today. People are more concerned about charging their damn cell phone than in taking care of their neighborhood and taking care of their people. I've seen so many testimonies of this. It's like, we're freezing to death. We've been without power for three days. Okay. When it gets this cold, that happens. I'd probably have more sympathy if this cold blast at minus 32 hit Dallas, Texas, because they're really not prepared for that sort of extreme. But let's get it right. This is Buffalo, New York. Niagara Falls freezes up there. (laughs) So if you're driving, driving around without winter supplies and you don't have an emergency space blanket with you, you don't have basic food to eat on, you don't have some water in your car, You don't have some sort of a flashlight in your car and some sort of backup communication system, if you can do that, like a radio. If you don't have these basics, including probably a sleeping bag and maybe even a tent to build that little and have it handy inside the car, you're not living in reality. Those were standard issues. I went from extreme hot Florida area up to Minnesota. Guess what I did? You'd be amazed. I asked somebody, what do you guys do for preparing for winter? And they said, this is what you need to have. I'm like, okay. Make sure you put a tow rope in your car. Make sure you've got jumper cables. Make sure you've got chains for your vehicle. But they don't allow change on Minnesota side. So make sure you get snow tires. Make sure that you have a, a way to keep warm. Make sure you've got some food in there. because. And this was the most amazing thing up there is I can tell you that I lived in Thief River Falls, which is a small town of about 8,000. I bet you there was a thousand people in that town, and I'm not exaggerating, a thousand people in that town that had survived being stuck in a snowdrift for three to five days on their trip between Thief River Falls and Grand Forks, North Dakota. It happens. It's normal. It's part of the living in America. That's my unsympathetic view to all those people in Buffalo that are having problems. Patriots, let's pray. It's 11 minutes after the hour. Father, we come to you today. Blessed and humbled as we are each and every day with this fellowship that is, comes together from all over the world. Today, Father, we're just praying for common sense. To start with common sense prayer. There's so many people right now that are living in this unreality. They're living in this perspective that someone's going to be there to save them. Someone's going to be there to wipe their backside. Someone's going to be there to change their diaper. Someone's going to be there to give them a little hug and tell them they're going to be okay. Someone's going to be there to fix the electricity. Someone's going to be there to turn on the power. Someone's going to be there to provide the heat. I don't know. And so, Father, we're just praying for some common sense. Some common sense of starting to awaken to the fact that we as people have a responsibility in this world, that we don't worship government and wait for government to come save us. If we are in prayer with you, we're not being foolish to say, walk in the snow naked in a blizzard and pray to you and say, well, Father, I'm here without any supplies and I'm going to be saved by you because I'm going to be in prayer. We have to take a little responsibility in our life. 
And so we're praying today for a greater awakening of wisdom and discernment. It's stunning what we have fallen to in this nation. And I know that it's not just restricted to this country. We're seeing it in Europe. We're seeing it in in Canada. We're seeing it around the world. But unfortunately, there's a hyper-concentration of this idea that somehow we as human beings are super entitled, that we are somehow required to be taken care of by our government, by other people, and even attenuated to, to by you, Father, which is just not the way this thing works. So as we pray today, we pray for the softening of the hearts to come to this place of understanding our humble place before you which also means our humble responsibility to be active in this world, to keep our works in faith moving forward as we continue to pray and humble ourselves before you. This is such an important time for people to wake up to the fact that we are human. We have a duty here on this earth. And part of that is being responsible and taking those responsible actions to protect ourselves and our family. This is a time, Father, when these stories that we see also tend to create an overwhelming tsunami of distortion of more propaganda and lies. Once again, we see the opportunists of power, like the governor of New York, that want to take this opportunity while people are suffering and dying from this cold, to point out that this is climate change or some other agenda that they want to push. And what we truly pray for is the striking down of their tongues. We need to stop with the lies. And so we pray for those that are seeking to lie, to deceive, to manipulate for their own benefit, to be struck down, to have their power stripped from them, to have their tongues tied, to literally stop this evil and the perpetuation of this evil. There are some very, also some very heavy victims, real victims in this storm, people that were homeless, people that were elderly, that were left alone, people that didn't have money for heat. Those we pray for sincerely, and we pray for the communities to start stepping up and taking responsibility for those in their communities. We have fallen to such a level, Father, of individualism The me culture, I deserve, I must protect me, I must take care of me first, forget everybody else. So we pray for this this awakening of responsibility at a community level and hopefully through these difficult times and even suffering that we will start to see this. We've seen a callousness towards life that's unbelievable and, and disrespect. And yet at the same time, we see people that are truly trying to be heroes, like the young woman who brought this homeless man in who had frostbite all over his hands, was barely alive. And then what we see is her efforts are not amplified, but instead people just like, oh, look at what she's doing. Nobody's there to help her. What has happened to us? What has happened to the communal sense of taking care of one another, loving thy neighbor? It doesn't just stop at one person. So, Father, we pray for this deeper awakening in people as we see this suffering and see these people going through difficult times, that there will be greater leadership and light to step in 
to rebuke where necessary, where stupid leads the day, like not preparing and going into a snowstorm. And at the same time, demonstrating the power of brotherly and neighborly love to take care of one another and to administer the best we can and to quit trying to ignore those responsibilities that we have as a collective whole as humanity. This is the tragedy of our times where social media has stripped us apart, isolated us, where the entire interaction of life becomes a digital interaction of documentation rather than action. We just pray that people will start taking action rather than just thinking that by sharing a story or tagging something on a video app that somehow that's going to change the world. It takes the awareness and it takes the action to change it. So, Father, we're praying as well for action, that people be stimulated and moved to action, to start being neighborly, to start loving thy neighbor, to start taking action in their communities. And may those that hear this call be called and led to do that in a way that will demonstrate to the others that seemingly are lost in this desert and remind them of the true power of the love in Jesus and what that means to help one another, to love our neighbor. What a time we live, Father. So much truth is being revealed and so much of that truth is deep within us. It's not exterior. It's not the evil, maniacal crazies in D.C. They just run their mouth. The ultimate truth of the failure of things rests within our hearts and our inability to step outside of our little comfort corners and really reach into our neighborhood and lead. And so we pray for this movement. We pray for this Bards Nation that with the strength and the love in you that we can continue to be the demonstration of that sort of life for others to see and be inspired to live. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. It is a real demonstration of the breakdown of community, I'm telling you, when you take a look at that up there. And there's just so much going on. Take a listen to this piece by Tucker Carlson. It's really interesting. This is Libs from TikTok. And it's a very powerful piece, on, especially coming from Tucker, on what we're really dealing with here. Listen to the struggle she has in identifying this in a spiritual nature, but yet what conclusion she comes to. How, what is going on here? Do you have any theories? I think there's, um, there's something so unique about the LGBTQ community has become this cult and it's so captivating and it pulls people in so strongly, unlike anything we've ever seen. Um, and they, they brainwash um, people to join and they convince them of all of these things um, and it's really really hard to get out of it it's really difficult and and there are studies on this like there have been there's been a lot of reporting on this about people uh, parents who are like you know my child is is starting to say you know that they're non-binary or transgender or whatever and how, what do I do how do I how do I stop this and it's really really difficult it it's, it's unlike anything we've ever seen, I think. Um, it's extremely poisonous. But do you see a spiritual component to any of this? Um, <laughs> you don't have to answer that if you don't want. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Well, I do. I do. I, think, I don't think this makes sense at all. No, it, it, makes, it doesn't make any sense. Um, and I think, I think they're just, I think they're evil. Um, and, and sometimes we try to, we try to, to, um, to break it down a lot and you know we we discuss like why this is happening what's happening and 
whatever. And I think sometimes the simplest answer is like, they're just evil. They're bad people. They're just evil people. And they want to, and they want to groom kids. Yeah. They're recruiting. Bottom line right there. And I totally agree. LGBTQ movement is evil. It's of the hand of Satan. And what it has become even worse now is an open grooming. But I think it's really interesting, and I, I say this because my sense is, and I, I have no proof of this other than her reaction, her hesitation to speak about spiritual aspect of this, her hesitation, which is, my guess is it's probably concern of how her audience will respond. I don't know what she truly believes, but I can tell you that her hesitation tells me that she does not have a strong personal relationship with Jesus. Otherwise, she just would have said it. And yet, to her credit, she draws the right conclusion, which is it's evil. So we're at this place is like, speak Jesus. And someone like this, I would love to sit with and have a conversation with. I don't have any criticism to her other than I, this is another great example of us having the operate operate uh, can't even speak us having the opportunity to sit with people like this and walk them in that love and passion that we have with Christ. What that means with the strength to be able to literally speak Jesus into the world. So she's doing a great job of speaking truth. She's in a heck of a fight too. If you aren't familiar with uh, libs of TikTok or whatever that is, her channel, it's always under fire, which is great. Take a listen to this. This was a bit mind-blowing to me, and even for me, in the layers of stuff that I've missed when it comes to the programming, the propaganda, and the basic functioning box and meaning in television. Take a listen to this. Hollywood comes from the holly tree. And the ancient Druids, back in the day, used to take the holly tree, make wands to weave spells, cast spells or channel spells and when they needed help they would consult the magis or the mediums of the day to help channel their spells to the population we'll cut to today what do we have in our houses we have these black boxes what are they called tvs but if you stop and you say the word tell a vision television and when you turn on that television what do you get? What's the first thing that pops up? A list of channels. And when you turn on those channels, what's on those channels? Programming. They are programming you. They've been programming your whole life. You don't even know it. Tell a vision. I, 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 I'm telling you, honestly, I've missed that in the basic concepts, especially when you tie it to Hollywood and spells. So it's literally in the name, tell a vision, and then with that, choose the programming that you want and identify the channels, the channeling that you want to use to make that happen. It's truly spell-driven. It's amazing what this is revealing. And again, they don't lie. This is a difficult one for a lot of people to get their head around. They manipulate. They will lie. I shouldn't say they don't lie. They, they, but they will always tell you the truth in your face. It's stunning. They, and at that place, they do this. They, they're telling you in your face what's going on. Andrew Borla, head of Pfizer, just said it the other day in a clip that 
I've seen now enough times and verified. He literally said we had a an objective that we wanted to achieve a number of years ago that we didn't know that we could accomplish. And that was to reduce the global population by 50%. And it looks like we've succeeded and we're on track. That's what he just said in relation to the COVID vax. Okay, so they're telling people right to their face and they're still like, well, I better get my flu shot. Better get my next booster. Got to go fly myself over to Australia for a vacation. Always wanted to go down to that outback place or whatever they call that. I want to get myself a real blooming onion. And so I, they tell me I need 15 shots, so no problem with me. I'll be getting all of them, including the one that says I get to grow a second lizard head, but that's all right. I don't mind that. <laughs> People never cease to amaze me. I'm telling you. Take a listen to this. This is another one right in your face. This comes from Netanyahu. Take a listen to this vision, which is not limited to Israel. One example, so you'll see, because I don't want to bore you with uh, detailed detailed plans, I, 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 but they are detailed in my mind. Um, we came out of COVID first. I described that in my book, my conversations with Albert Bourla, Pfizer, and I persuaded him to give tiny Israel uh, the, the necessary vaccines to get us out first from the COVID. And the reason I could do that is because we have a database, 98%, a medical database, 98% of our population has digitized medical records and little card. And anywhere you go in any hospital in Israel, north, south, doesn't make any difference. Boom, you punch it in and you know everything about this patient for the last 20 years. I said, we'll use that to tell you whether these vaccines, what do they do to people, not individual people, not with their individual identities, but statistically, what does it do to people with, uh, uh, you know, with uh, meningitis? What does it do to people with high blood pressure? What is it? You know, you want to know that. So Israel became, if you will, the the lab for Pfizer, and that's how we did it. We got it out, and we gave the information to the world. Not only it's been published in medical magazines and so on. Um, that's a database we have. I intend to bring on that base database of medical, personal medical records for entire population, a genetic database, genomes, okay? Give me a saliva, sample, volunteer. But I'm sure most people would do it. Maybe we'll pay them. Now we have a genetic record on a medical record of a robust population. It's got, you have to have diversified populations. We have people from 100 lands. This is a very powerful engine. Now, now let uh, pharma companies let medical companies, let them run algorithms on this database, okay? I'm telling you right away that I'll give preference for a few years to Israeli firms, but you can create, and then to the world, but you can create, uh, you know, a biotechnological industry that is un- unheard of right now, unheard of, unimagined even. Uh, and, and these are just the examples. We can become, a lot, stave off Iran, become a light onto the nations in uh groundbreaking. Yeah, what can possibly go wrong with that? And by the way, I love the way he slides this in. We uh, we wanted to give him the exact data, but we're not going to give him the names of the actual people. However, <laughs> now we're going to overlay your DNA onto the specific names, but you won't really know who they are. You'll just know their entire profile, medical history, and you'll know all their DNA code. But don't worry about that. We won't give away your name Trust us, we're the government, we're here to help. Good luck with that.
for those of you that have said to me, I need to pray for Israel, the answer is, I will never pray for this damn government in Israel, just so we're clear. So any criticism to that, throw it my way. I will never pray for this government in Israel. They are run by a bunch of fascists, and there's nothing good about it at all. So this is one of these inversions that we've been told to believe in Scripture, which is complete garbage, especially since Israel itself, as we know it today, was created by the Rothschilds in a purchase of land. And it's all run ultimately by Mossad, which is tied in with the other global intelligence agencies, which ties us back to Ukraine. And I'll let you run that rabbit hole on the Khazarians and the fake Jews. So have at it. All right, patriots. Tonight, we're going to go over this coming lockdowns, the uh, next climate lockdowns. They're prepping the script for it right now. Pay attention that governor in New York has been doing it. They're starting to put the policies in place. Here's the thing. The government loves you. The government wants you to stay safe. They don't want you to pollute the environment. They want to take your cars. They want you to walk everywhere. They want you to be healthier. They want you to take many vaccines. They want to make sure that you use digital money because paper money's dirty, and they're looking out for you. The best thing about it is the government is here to help. They're here to be your mother. They're here to be your father. They're here to be your God. They're here to do everything for you as long as you obey. <laughs> we know how that goes. All right, patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil, never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we're here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Bards FM. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs, and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, 
This country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. Push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. <laughs> 